Hello, Doug. Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm good. Oh, I think I, I think it, there was a there was a pause on recording. Wait, no, now it says it's recording. Okay. I hope this is recording. Are we good? Because I mean, I I don't want to have to repeat the brilliance. I think we're good. So uh, let's just pretend we're good and hope for the best. Just to just to peek behind the curtain, guys. We're doing a Zoom that we haven't used in a while. We used uh, some different equipment to record. So, so I guess Karen, who's recording, can't see the red button that we're using. No, to? I see the red. I just didn't realize that like it looks different. Some as the mouse moves. I think that was what tripped me up. Can you see any? Um, it says time recording. Moving? It says recording. It doesn't give me a timestamp though. Okay, I have to think this is real. And maybe too. you'll edit this out, and maybe you guys are just going to be that much uh, closer behind the curtain. Anyway, hello. <laughs> Here we are, talking about Melrose Place. Uh, season 7, episode 429 billion. Oh, Ryan's choice. Okay. Kind of like a Sophie's choice, right? But Ryan's choice, is that what they're going for? I think it was, and um, how dare they. But also, uh, this episode was terrible. Really? Except with one, with except I have like one bright spot, but otherwise I was uh unless it's just a reflection of me and like the day and week I'm having, um I hated this episode. I, I did not hate this episode. In fact, this episode I and you've been talking about this for a really long time, like sort of talking about how Melrose has kind of gone from evening soap, nighttime mm. soap to kind of more mm. like daytime soapy storylines and writing. Yeah. And for some reason, like that whole thing clicked for me in this episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For how long has this not clicked for you that I have been saying it? I don't know, when did you start saying it? A long time ago. Yeah, So this yeah, whole yeah. time I said it and you were like, eh, 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 no, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I was like, whatever Doug says, I don't agree. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess for the daytime soaps, Doug's watching. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I just didn't quite see it. Like, I really didn't. And, and, and maybe... so now it, now you are. And now I am. And maybe it was me. Like, I kind of feel like maybe mm -hmm. I was like, no, it's a nighttime soap, damn it. It will not have the trappings of daytime. And then, I don't know, maybe I just got to the point where I was like, if you let this be the daytime soap it wants to be, maybe you'll enjoy it more. And so, as a result, you're enjoying this episode more. I actually like this. I did. Not did it really kickstart with this episode, or no? It really like did. Starting okay. It really did. Where I was like, yeah, now I really see it, and and I think it was because, um, that, this was a cliffy, right, with the daughter, right? That 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 we're not giving anything away. When I say the daughter. No, like la the end of last week. Was yeah, the last week. Yeah, was the cliffy, yeah, right? yeah. All right, so I think it was coming back, and again, the cold open, Not you know, we're going to get into this, but it's at the beginning. The cold open is Ryan with this daughter that we didn't know he had. And for some reason, when that came up, and it was like the secret child nobody knows about, literally nobody knows about, um, well, oh, okay, this is this is like a daytime soap thing. And then what happened later when he explains to his brother that, like, you know he's he's got this kid and his brother's like i had no idea and it's like oh they're not really among close, other they? things yeah you know among other things but it was this kind of like oh they do that on daytime all the time 
Uh, yeah. The long lost child, yeah. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so for whatever reason, that's when I was like, okay, now it, now this is starting to ring truer to me as, as a daytime soap rather than a nighttime soap. I mean, I should take offense, but I don't really, I don't oh, really care. I don't mean to offend you. This is just how, that's just like, it just took me a while to get there. That's all. Well, the important thing is that you're there now, Karen. I know. I got there. I got there. Um, For the record, I think this is a stupid storyline or a stupid, like, uh, surprise to pull out. Oh, the baby? Mm-hmm. The daughter. The yeah. daughter? Yeah, she's yeah. not a baby. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is completely stupid. But here we are. But, but indeed, here we are. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> um, so uh, let's get into it. But um, before I forget, I mean, we'll mention it several times. Uh, I'm very happy that our musical guest of the week is yeah. Chris Isaac, who is one of my all-time faves. I so, mean, how, how much did they pay him? I mean, this, this yeah, like, we were like, this there? is a big get. Well, he had an album that came out a couple months earlier, and I guess this was part, you know, it's still a Fox evening show, so it's some sort of promotion. Maybe um, that was what made the show, made the, that's, maybe that's why I liked it, because I love Oh, I thought you were going to say maybe that's why you thought it was more of a daytime show than ever before. I was like, no. because of Chris no, 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 no. I think maybe maybe that's why I really like the show more than the others because I love, 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 love Chris Isaac. I mean, as and they should. milked it. They yeah. milked it. Yeah. Like it was really nice that they spent a little extra time, you know, letting the character, like letting the characters dance or listen to the music or mm -hmm. whatever, playing you it know? over another scene as underscoring. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to what they have been doing, which is like kind of like a quick. Not that it's bad when what's her face is up there singing when it's quick, but not really like oh, when when Eve when Eve is singing, us, yeah, like singing yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's just kind of a it's a, it's almost like a playsetter, right? Like oh, here you are. But this was just nice to have Chris Isaac doing his thing, I and I was so. like, I need to like go get his albums again. Yeah, you, everyone should. Like he's I one of a, he's like a top five gone. lifetime favorite artist for me. That's how much I've always loved him. Yes. He's wonderful. And I don't feel like his, I felt like his stuff aged well. You feel like it did or you don't it feel like did. it? It did. It did. And also, um, apropos of nothing, we watched Eyes Wide Shut over the weekend. Oh. Um, yeah. And uh, one of his big songs, Baby Did a Bad Bad Thing, is is kind of prominently featured in the movie. And Alyssa's been doing some, uh, like, recon on the film because she's so mystified as to why anyone gives a shit about it and um and <laughs> I've, she was I've never reading seen more, it so I don't she was reading shit. more about it um well what's funny is and I'm sorry to like tangent away guys but so it I think it's a stupid movie but in rewatching it I was like well I do like the Tom Cruise part of it um I still think it sucks sorry if you're a Stan Stanley Kubrick fan um but IndieWire just released a list of the top 100 films of the 90s, and Eyes Wide Shut was number one. What? Yeah, I, I mean it's a ridiculous. It when it came it's out. a ridiculous list. Yeah, but I think the like, like the revisionist film nerds have like reclaimed it because like Stanley Kubrick is great, and we just love everything Nicole Kidman does. And I'm like, this film sucks. Um, yeah, it's like two hours and 40 minutes of stupidity. It, it yeah. 
I just remember people being like, what is this mess when it came out? Yeah, because I think there were high expectations because it was Tom and Nicole. Um, and then people were like, what is this? It's like the most unsexy, uninvolving movie I've ever seen. That's so weird. It feels like revisionist history on the on the critics part. I find that happens quite often, Karen. Mm. Going back 25, 30 years and now the response to things is like, not a 180, because that would be too simple. It's like a 150 or like a 270 or something <laughs> from what it what it used to be. Um, but anyway, all I can say is I saw Eyes Wide Shut about six weeks after the last episode of Melrose aired. So that's that's me trying to bring it back home to, to the block. Because we haven't even started with the cold open, have we? No, we haven't. And we need to start. Let's just, let's just plow through this sucker. Yeah. All right, so so we left off the cliff. He was at the boarding school. We find out Ryan has a daughter, a little girl named Sarah. So there's this weird scene where he's talking to her in the middle of the night, and he tells her that he's dating this girl named Megan, and he's like, maybe the three of us can go on a vacation together. And she's like, no, vacation is our time. It's not like you're serious or anything, right? And then her guardian, Aunt Terry, shows up, and she's bitter toward Ryan, and she's like, you have no right to be here, you have to go, blah, blah, blah. So two questions, and one is, okay, so where's the mom? That will be answered shortly. And also, what is the whole setup with both aunt and niece living at the boarding school? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, why is the aunt at the boarding school and the niece at the boarding school if the niece is a boarder at a boarding school? Yeah, it's it's and it's with the nuns, by the way. Yeah, with, with the, the nuns. nuns. Yeah, it's like yeah, like a convent almost. It's yeah, it's like Jane Eyre. If Jane also had an aunt who lived in the house, with maybe the aunt's a nun. But have they shown her to be a nun? She dresses in normal clothes, and the other nuns are wearing habits, right? I guess so. I don't know. It is very, it is very weird, and I didn't quite understand why the, why the aunt would be there. But then my other my other question for you is. Were you getting like serious Damien vibes from this child? Was wait, uh, I think I missed an important word. Was I getting what vibes from the child? Damien vibes from this child. Oh uh, well, no, I just got vibes like when they made old kids like really precocious little adults. Like she wasn't talking like a six-year-old would talk, but she didn't strike me as like she was going to summon Satan. Oh, I did. I was like, oh, that's but if a Satan she did, summoner. that's I mean, a Satan summoner right there. That's what I'd I send her right to Lexi's house. I know, especially in the with the nuns, right? Like, yeah. why is the kid with the nuns? Why does the kid Satan. need to be with the nuns? Yeah, maybe. Um. So yeah, I feel like the child turns out to be fine, but maybe I'm remembering wrong. And this could also be why I enjoyed this episode so much because in my head, I was making up. I was making up the Damien storyline. Yeah, you like fanficked a way better storyline than I think what any of them have created. I think I did. Anyway. Um, uh, also, the Aunt Terry is played by Alexandra Paul, who was, uh, I guess, best known for Baywatch at that point. I knew she looked familiar. Couldn't place her. Baywatch fan, were you, Karen? Uh, I watched it. I watched a couple episodes. Yeah, I mean, didn't we all? <laughs> I think we did. Okay. Um, we do get a little bit of like cryptic back and forth with with Ryan and the aunt, and we find out that the sister or her sister, meaning the girl's mom, is dead. 
Um, and she says something like, whose choice is that? Which is kind of an odd thing to say. Um, and she's like, you get her three weeks a year and that's it. And storms off. So there'll be more there. Um, meanwhile, this is all still happening the same night of where we left off last episode. So it's like late. It's bedtime, I think Kyle says. And Amanda's like, I have to go back to the office. <laughs> So <laughs> I thought that was so great. <laughs> there's, you know, they're setting up a lot of like, Amanda is just consumed with work and has to keep going back to the office and can't tear herself away from work. And really like in a world where there was no remote work and the only work that could take place, took place in the office, I get it. But what do you need to do at 11 p.m. on a weeknight? <laughs> And all the work we ever see them do is Jane and Amanda walk around with folders. I mean, that's all the work we see. I know. And the great thing about it, too, is like, I'm sorry. If I had to go to the office at 11 o'clock at night, I would be in my freaking jammies. I would be in sweatpants. I would be in a T-shirt. I would be oversized hoodie. I would be comfy as fuck. She's got her power suit on. Yeah, she's totally dressed to the eight and a half at the very least. Yeah, yeah, like she like she has got her mini skirt and her blazer and she's like, I'm like, bitch, if you're going into the office at eleven o'clock at night, like throw some jeans on at least. Yeah, no one's gonna see you. I, I um worked as a paralegal many, many years ago. And when I would go in well, I would often have to work on weekends, but uh the first time I ever came in, I was dressed in whatever kind of like business cash I would wear during the weekday, and they all laughed at me because they were like in shorts and sweats and stuff lawyers other paralegals all of them and i was you know wearing whatever button down shirt and pants whatever they were like oh look at you and i was like well yeah i came to work sorry <laughs> they laughed at you yeah like the, yeah they were shitty that's shitty but then then i um then i kept coming back and wearing crappier clothes and that showed them um dress for the job you want not the job you have that's right. I don't know what job I wanted, but it wasn't that. Um, there you go. Well, I mean, see, so I guess maybe that was what Amanda was doing, but 11 o'clock at night, you can go and sweat, girl. Yeah, definitely. And I'll say this now, though, it pertains to multiple times we see her around the office. We've had other storylines with Amanda where, like, she's desperate to save her job or save the company in the past. And we've always seen what the threat was. Like we've seen you're you're gonna lose a client right. or this other agency is gunning for you, or like all the men above the glass ceiling are looking for a way to keep you down and you're trying to fight against it. We don't really know why she has to be doing all this work all the time. They're just telling us that like she has to go into work a lot. It's just to separate her from her it's husband. It's just to basically. show that she and Kyle have slightly different values. Yeah. Yeah. So there will be more of that. But before that, she heads out just as Michael comes in because he's seen the new for sale sign. And while she's talking to Michael or yelling at Michael, Eve comes out of her apartment and she's like, Amanda, if you're selling it to get away from me, don't. I'll move. And Amanda doesn't really relent. And she's like, I don't know how else to say I'm sorry. And then two cops come to arrest Eve because of the whole uh, Jackie Zambrano thing where she like stole a. Uh, the BMW or whatever from Dr. Shulman, which like they're really making this into a real story for that was something that was a real half baked two episode guest spot for Karen Parsons. Um, and and the other thing I guess that annoys me about all of this is 
it just keeps coming down to Eve as like the center of this whole season. And she's not even in the opening credits. Oh my God, you she's know, not. Okay. Like if you have Amanda doing the special guest star thing, fine. But then you can't also say like, well, we're still giving Eve a test drive, even though all of our storylines pertain to her. Meanwhile, poor Jane is off to the side every week. Why would we even bother bringing her back? Yeah, really. Um, all right. So finally, we go to credits. We come back. I find out that Chris Isaac is going to be on the show. Things are looking a little better. Um, <laughs> we're at the police station. And oh, so Peter has been at the hospital. So as they like took Eve away, Eve told Amanda, Peter's in the hospital. Call him. Call him. And call then, Peter, and then I guess Amanda him. calls him and goes to work because she's not at the police station, which is fine. Um, but she calls, and then it's the next morning, and she calls Kyle looking for Ryan because uh, I don't know. Ryan has now been AWOL more than Allison Parker ever was during the height of her alcoholism, and we still act like it's his company to take over. Um, That's because he's a boy. But it's pretty true. Um, <laughs> and so she also says they had plans to do lunch at like the site of the house that's being rebuilt um but she can't make it because work um but she's like i'll be there tonight wouldn't miss it whatever and then she and jane talk a little bit about how like she and kyle are like still trying to work through everything but they're having these near misses and and some there's something some line about how like lexi is raiding her client list but it's like who's going to sterling conway because i don't even think any of those employees have ad experience but whatever whatever um amanda seems confident she and kyle will work things through i i just love how they have completely like dismissed that kyle came to la as a chef to open a restaurant yeah because now we're already moving past the he was like he was a a, a music guy now it's his new true love is like working with his hands and doing construction construction things. yeah and so like um, this, yeah. this to me is sort of like this is where i'm kind of like it does not ring like you know they, I can kind of see going from the restaurant to the nightclub. It's right upstairs, you know, and it just sort of felt like a little bit more natural. But now he's yeah, just it was leave. like an expansion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now he's just gonna like walk away from the or like let the nightclub run itself along with the restaurant and just like go hang out at the house all day. Right. I, like it what? And why yeah, aren't the contractors like, get the fuck away from us? There are so many reasons, like you've just mentioned, logistically, none of it makes sense. And but I just don't understand why they put him there, you know, but anyway. Like, why? Um, well, I think they're going to continue the thing that we've just said, which is like, Kyle and Amanda are just going to grow in different directions. Right. The, but the still, new, the new test. But it's, you could do that wait, without you're making saying, him. You're Mr. saying you think this man. is dumb? You're lazy, you say? Yes, what lazy. is that? Yes, oh, uh, what 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 a new phase the show is entering. I know. I know. Um oh meanwhile, so then we do like so like a kind of slow montage of like Kyle looking forlorn at the new house while we have Chris Isaac's song playing under it. And then we're finally at the upstairs and there's Chris Isaac and his band singing and it's great um and michael and megan are both there and they're talking and and we're really painting a different picture of michael because we're talking about how he's always looking out for the underdog and she brings up the clinic he opened which is the worst storyline they have ever done 
Oh, the clinic. <laughs> the gangster and, clinic. And then Lexi, who does nothing but like lurk in the shadows again all episode, um, comes over and she sees like Michael on his way out and and she's like, Ryan is coming back and he's gonna dump Megan. And and Michael defends him and Megan because he's like, he's gonna marry her, you moron, and he leaves. And then Mexi 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 <laughs> 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 then then Megan is thanking Lexi for her emotional support that she's given her and it's like barf. Yeah. Um and then it's more more strife with Amanda. She's talking to like the management company um when once she's at home instead of being attentive to Kyle, she's you know trying to say like I'm not just going to take any offer for this house, this house for the complex. Um and Kyle is like pushing her to make up with Eve and you know he like rehashes his thankfully finished sterility storyline he's like you know I didn't even know why but I kept it a secret from you and I should have just talked to you you should just talk to Eve and then they show Eve who's with Peter and he's way more worked up about her new arrest than she is and he's he's got like bloodshot eyes yeah he's like if you had taken my warnings more seriously my life wouldn't be such a train wreck and she's like surprised that they might revoke her parole i know i know and the uh, the reason why she was surprised because she's like i'm a doctor's wife i live on this side of the tracks now (laughs) doctor's wives don't go to jail (laughs) Uh, they don't put people like me in jail yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and he was like nothing i can do that's like nice one peter yeah, that was, yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah, I think Peter is getting closer to feeling how I am about Eve with this episode. I hope so. Um, and then we hear pouring rain, and I guess we are back in L.A. because Ryan is sitting in a church, and we get a few flashbacks to a fire. We see a baby. So we're, we're glimpsing what we could probably all figure out uh, happened with uh, this new daughter that we found out about. Um, but we don't get the complete picture, and Megan comes to him, but he's like really surly. He's been brooding. I don't know why he came straight to the church and if he called her to say, find me here. I don't know why she had to get on the road in the pouring rain to do this. I don't know. But he's like, there's things about me you don't know. I hurt people. I get engaged and then I just can't deal. And then he does the big reveal mm-hmm. and he says that he slept with Lexi. But she doesn't realize what he means because she knew that it happened before they finally got together. And he goes, no, it happened in Cabo. He goes, this is what I do. I hurt people. I'm going to hurt you and I'm going to hurt you again. So he basically is pushing her away by saying that I'm going to push you away. Like, don't be with me. It's actually really, really stupid. Um, but she slapped it, him really and then hard. She, then she slaps him and runs It was out. a good slap. Yeah. It was a good slap. I was like, nice. You go, girl. Yeah. And then, so we go to commercial then, where actually, I think almost every time we fade out, it's a fading, we're fading out on Ryan. I guess, you know, it's his choice. Um, we're back at the marina, and Megan comes to Lexi and calls her a bitch. And I swear, for the amount of buildup this uh, storyline has had, this encounter maybe should have been a bit better, more climactic for, for all the buildup. Like, I wanted somebody's wig to get ripped off. I wanted it to be like a real, like, knockdown, drag out, you betrayed me, you beast kind of fight. Um, and Lexi is kind of taken aback and she's like trying to calm her down. She's like not really denying anything, but pivoting by saying, like, look, I just needed you to see that Ryan wasn't the guy for you. 
And the sooner you see that, the better. I don't know if those are the exact words that she has said, but I feel like that's at least how she had rehearsed it. And um, Megan says, I'm out of your life. You're not my friend. And I quit. Good for you, Megan. Um, I don't know how she's going to pay her rent, but I guess it doesn't ama- matter because Amanda's. Well, I think we're, I think we see that Megan is uh, Teflon. Um, but before that, Amanda joins Kyle. And I don't know. It's not an arraignment for Eve. It's the parole board's like decision meeting about whether she has to, whether the parole will be revoked and she has to go back to prison or not. Um, but I didn't realize that it happened like this, probably because it doesn't in real life. Um, and they're questioning her. And then just like a wedding officiant would ask, like, if there's anyone who has anything else to say, speak now. One of them says, like, if anyone has any reason whatsoever they can offer about, like, why she shouldn't go back to prison, speak up. So Amanda gets up and then she lies and says, well, she says the truth, that like she's known Eve half her life. But then she lies and says, and she's the entertainment consultant at the agency that I run. So she's vouching for her. And then she's like, she's the most moral, responsible person I know. And I was like, Pasha! and then I was like, well, let me think about all the people Amanda knows. And Eve almost does kind of float to the top, but... We're speaking very relatively when we do that. Yeah. So they take a recess and Eve thanks Amanda. And then the board votes not to send her back to prison. So so Amanda and Eve are good again. And Eve is uh, free to roam. And I guess now she has a new job at this agency that Amanda is fighting very hard to keep afloat. Entertainment consultant. Okay. Um, more rain. And we're at the beach house. I guess it's that night. And Kyle's there because he was going to work on like the deck stairs or whatever he's doing. Um, but he can't because it's pouring rain. And Jane is making dinner for some date who's arriving soon. And Kyle says, yeah, this needs more seasoning. And he goes to town with like the oregano and the salt and the sugar and the whatever. And Because he's know, a chef. Remember? Because once upon a time, he came to LA as a food guy. Yeah. And uh, Jane says the guy, the date's kind of an airhead and kind of true to form. Then she gets a call from the guy. He has to cancel because of the rain. There's a mudslide on PCH. And then Kyle is like, oh, well, I guess I can't leave. So let me call Amanda. Um, and then there's a power failure. So Kyle is just going to be there for dinner that night. And he's like, I know. She's like, can you also fix the lights? And he goes, I can. And he finds a candle and he lights it. So Kyle and Jane, I guess, had a nice dinner. Again, this scene was nicer 23 years ago when Josie Bissett and Rob Estes were married in real life. Because <laughs> it was um, doing double duty. I keep forgetting that, so I don't appreciate. Yeah, out of as out much. of like the context, exactly out of the context of its time, it it doesn't really carry the same weight. No. Um. So that night, even Amanda are talking at the bar, and she goes over like talk to Kyle because he has called to say he won't make it and then Peter comes over and he's super sulky and he complains that someone wants to buy his dad's trailer and he doesn't even want to have to go there or deal with it and he can't be gone for too long because Dr. Shulman is like really keeping an eye on him and so they plan a quick getaway they'll go, they'll finalize the deal and they'll come right back in like 24 hours um, and Ryan is now alone in his apartment and he's flashing back again. We get now that there was a car crash and that's where there was the fire and the baby and and the woman, the girlfriend, the baby mama, whatever she is. We don't know quite yet. Um, 
he's interrupted by, and again, I, I'm assuming he's been drinking too. And he's interrupted by Lexi who comes in and she's like, how could you tell her? And he's not like your typical defensive Melrose guy. He's like extra, like not like the Ryan we know. He's not a stand-up guy about it. He's really morose. And he's like, well, now we get to be together after all. And she's like, what's the matter with you? And then he gets rough. He tears her shirt again. But this time it's not, you know, like in an act of romance. It's just him being rough. And she slaps him and runs off. It wasn't as good a slap as Megan's. Not as good a slap as Megan. And also, like, she still hasn't seen the light about any of this shit either. Um, As we'll find out soon. So we are in... I don't know. Where do we go from Peter's dad? Is it Arizona? No, it's Texas. Texas. It's Texas. Um, And Michael is uh, calling him and he's like, Dr. Shulman has put together a surprise meeting to really go over how much she hates you. And so you have to come back even sooner than you thought. You better get back here. So he's like, all right. So Eva's like, okay, I'll drive you to the airport. You fly back up right now. And I will see, I'll stick around to see the deal through. With, and we see the guy that uh, is willing to make this like um, like quick, small offer um, on the, the property. And then we're back to, to LA and to Melrose and Kyle is like coming back to the complex and his like dumb oversized clothes, the big cargoes and everything and the big untucked shirt and uh, Amanda is like chasing some other prospective buyer out of the apartment because she's like yelling at him about his lowball offer and then Kyle comes in and Amanda's like and I've got to go to work again and then Megan comes by and she's got like a, a sheet of paper and she's like here's the deal uh, I quit Sterling Conway and Ryan and I broke up so here's a list of stuff I have in the apartment Kyle can you get it for me and Amanda immediately offers her a job yeah <laughs> I know Amanda was like come like, work for me <laughs> and she says no because she's like well Ryan is there so I can't work there with Ryan of course um, but it's like in a 24 36 hour period Amanda has now offered like two of the women on the show jobs at her company which I think means all of the women on the show would all work at Amanda Woodward. Amanda's Eve, the boss. Lex, except for Lexi, who'd be at Sterling Conway. Yeah, the yeah. other four women would all be there. Yeah, but no, but she says no. And before she leaves, Kyle says, were you giving this offer to her as a friend? And Amanda's like, no, she's good at her job. And she has all that intel from Sterling Conway. And Kyle's like, it's always, business always comes first. Yes. Uh, yeah, Kyle, this is your wife. You've met her before. Um, so Peter has made it back to um, the whatever meeting that Dr. Shulman has. He's like 10 minutes late, but but hasn't missed the important stuff. And look, Dr. Shulman sucks, but she repeats what she said last week, which is why has so much gone wrong on your watch? And she's like, you've admitted uninsured patients, which... I take umbrage with, but whatever. She mentions the medevac helicopter that he chartered for Amanda. He, she mentions settling Michael Mancini's lawsuits. And uh, she's not wrong about those things. But then she gets ugly and she says, and you have you and your convict wife. You put a murderer on this children's foundation. So he goes, save it for your memoirs, you pathetic witch. Um, but he's done. He says, and you'll have my resignation by the end of the day tomorrow. So... What is Peter going to do if he can't be a surgeon at Wilshire Memorial? Stay tuned on that. 
Um, and then we have this scene, and it's just Eve with like the two sort of seemingly like con- country bumpkin buyers for Peter's dad's house. And she accepts their like small offer. And we know that something is amiss, but at least I wasn't quite sure how it was going to play out. It looked like she was really going to have fucked up. And we see as they walk away that we see them talking at their car and she sees that they have the sign of like some geological surveyor company on their, on the, like the car door. Um, So she went from being proud of herself to being like a little confused. And I think, Oh no, this is going to be a problem, but just wait. Cause then we have more Chris Isaac. Um, and Michael is bopping around and he sees Megan, but, but Megan is actually leaving. She's like, I'm going home. And then again, out of nowhere, like a vampire, Lexi swoops in. <laughs> um, and Michael's now got his hopes up um, that he can swoop in on Megan. And she's, and, and she says, like, Ryan is still her Mr. Right. Um, so we need to make a pact to keep them apart. Um, so uh, she meaning that like Lexi thinks Ryan is still her Mr. Right, even though he was a real douche nozzle to her in the last scene. Um, so they have this pact. And then at home, Ryan gets a late night call from the daughter, Sarah. I think it's Sarah, yeah. And but while they're on the phone, Aunt Terry shows up and she's all mad again and she goes, How dare you after what you did to my sister? And so the phone call goes awry and he throws his phone at the wall. Blah, blah, blah. Um, So then Kyle, realizing the only way he can make time for him and Amanda is by coming to the office, he basically brings the beach to Amanda. So he's got like a projector um, uh, running in, I don't know if it's her office or a a conference room, but it's late at night at Amanda Woodward. I don't know. Again, she's just walking around with the folder. Um, And so he gives her a necklace and I guess they spend the night together instead with the projector running in the office. (laughs) On on top of the conference table, yeah. (laughs) Um, And Eve comes to Peter that next day and she's surprised to find out that he quit, but not as taken aback as she should be given that she was like spending his money on her, you know, freedom just a few scenes ago because she tells him that she didn't sell the property. She leased the land um, because she saw that they were a surveyor company and the land is on oil. So quicker than you could say James Dean and Giant, she's getting like checks in the millions for them. So he doesn't have to work and she doesn't have to sing or do anything. They're just um, loaded now. They're in the money. Um And Kyle then comes to the office again and Amanda is swamped and she's busy yelling at her assistants or doing whatever. And, you know, she's asking again about Ryan. And I mean, like, really, Ryan should be fired. And and then she has this very self-aware moment where he's like, it's always going to be like this. You'll never I'll never be able to pull you away from the office. And she's like, no. And you know this about me. This will always be a part of me. Just like, okay. Um, And then. Peter and Eve are at the upstairs or at Kyle's. I think it's the upstairs. And they're talking about his dad and the new money. And he's really talking about how he can like do a full like golf 
tour and do like the top 100 golf courses and she's got this dismayed look in her like, eyes absolutely not <laughs> and then dr visconti shows up and he mentions that there the nurses and doctors are organizing a protest in defense of peter um and and Peter sort of tells him his plans. He's like, look, I've already given my resignation. I'm just going to play golf. And Dr. Visconti's like, are you sure that's a good idea? Though, And then Eve goes, you'll be lost without your patience. And then we watch Chris Isaac sing a third song. And we see Michael showing up with a bunch of nurses. And and he goes over to Megan. And, and he makes another play for her. And he goes, he never really got over her. And he like asks for one more try as Lexi shows up out of nowhere. Um, and Megan runs off and he tells Lexi, all right, I'll go in on this pact together with you now. And then we have the big protest and Dr. Shulman is, is going off on all the bleeding heart, whiny, uh, like socialist employees that are um, like stumping for Peter. And then he gets up there and, and he's like, no, we're going to put the patients first and fair is fair and all this dumb stuff. Like all of a sudden he's Norma Ray, but that's like insulting to Norma Ray. Um, and then we're at that basketball court again where Kyle used to go when he bottomed out. Ryan has now bottomed out. And this may be where we disagree because, I mean, I think this scene is like on a scale of one to 10, it's like a negative 14, Karen. Like this is so bad. <laughs> so we get the full story and flashback. Okay. All of this is as new to us as it is to Kyle. So Ryan was like, you are off in the war. I was 18. I fell in love with a woman named Kelly. We got married and had a baby. And then we were driving one night and there was a deer. And we skid like, because it's not like a Michael situation. It's not like we were drunk and I like drove off the side of the road. It's like I skidded to avoid a deer and you know then the car erupted in flames and there wasn't enough time to get them both out so he got the baby out who by the way this like baby actor they have is the most well-behaved baby i've ever seen because the baby isn't even crying like in the face of like there probably weren't real flames by the baby but they were probably making a commotion of some sort to disturb the baby and the baby is like completely calm the whole time we see in this flashback. Uh, so so Ryan is basically like, I got Sarah out first and there wasn't enough time for me to get Kelly out. And then like she died in the fire, it consumed her. And, um, and then her sister Terry took me to court and it's my fault, don't you see? Because I shouldn't have gone like... I would have had more time to get the baby. I should have gotten Kelly out first, but I didn't. So it's my fault and I didn't want to fight it. So she's raising the baby. And Kyle's like not expressing shock the way I think most people would. Kyle is just like taking it in. He was like, I think at one point he goes, you got married? Oh. <laughs> and then he just says a couple times, he's like, you have a daughter. You have a daughter. You have a daughter. And that's like basically it. So Ryan's like a mess. And it still doesn't really explain the convent part of any of this to me. But Kyle is now there for his brother, who has now gotten his own bottoming out storyline. Um, and like brother, like brother, neither actor is really good at these storylines. Um, but so now we know Ryan has a baby. So we'll see how that 
storyline and the stuff with with Aunt Terry plays out. Okay. And we'll, so so that's the episode, and we'll see you know what's going to happen with Lexi and Megan trying to keep Megan and Ryan apart. Is there a hope for Megan and Ryan? What's going to happen now with Peter and Eve? Um, and is Jane going to have more than two lines of dialogue ever again? We'll find out, I guess, the next episode. That's right. Same bat time, same bat Paramount Plus Network. Well, that was the episode, but okay. But I grade on a curve because Chris Isaac was on. Yes, that was the highlight. Uh, and that was the episode that was Melrose. Ryan's choice. Ryan's choice. I think we should go to Hollywood Boulevard. I think it's time. Because I'm so exhausted. you guys be good. And if you want to see if Karen stays awake through uh, the whole other podcast, uh, follow us on over to Hollywood Boulevard. Otherwise, we will see you next week with episode 29 Ooh. of season seven. We're of almost Melrose. done. We're almost Back done. on the block. Almost done. The block is almost over. Alas. All right, guys. Take care.